From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Lynn Littlejohn, Vice President of Community Affairs and Development for Mortensen, talks to FNC reporter Brian Johnson about Construction Inclusion Week, an October 17-21 to 21 event that aims to improve diversity and inclusion in the construction industry. All right. Well, I'm pleased to be joined by Lynn Littlejohn, Vice President of Community Affairs and Development with Mortensen. Lynn, how are you doing today? I am doing as well as we can be doing on the eve of our second annual Construction Inclusion Week, but uh, thanks for asking. Yeah, well, I know you're busy, and so I appreciate your time today, and we definitely want to talk about Construction Inclusion Week. I was wondering, though, if we could just begin by, if, if you could just introduce yourself briefly to people who might not be familiar with the work that you do. I know from your bio and just having known you through the years, you're a 28-year industry veteran, served on numerous boards and a lot of community involvement. Um, just reading from your bio here, um, Minnesota Children's Minnesota Hospital, Minneapolis YMCA, Minnesota Twins Community Fund, National Association of Minority Contractors, Association of Women Contractors, Dunwoody Academy. Twin Cities Rise, and Alexandra House. Those are just some of the boards you've served on. So that's great. I wonder if you could just talk about that and kind of how you got started in the construction industry and some of the different hats you've worn through the years. Sure. Um, yeah, I've, I've been with Mortensen for 26 years um, in the industry, like you said, 28, 30 years. And really all around the space about how can we, um, as an industry and as an organization, um, positively empower communities in which we live and work. And so the levers we use to do that is really about through supplier diversity, through workforce diversity, through community engagement, right? How can we use our projects and the work we do to make a difference in community? So I lead um, our team uh, to look behind strategies and initiatives to just make sure We find communities and leave them in a better place than we found them when we came in to build is is really my role in the organization. Um, And so I've been I've been doing that most of my career. It's it's a passion of mine. Right. About how how again, you know, can we make a difference? How can we make a difference in people's lives? How can we help them uh, better their their position, their situation? How can we expose uh, and create opportunity for uh, businesses and individuals who historically have not been represented in our industry. And so that that's the work I lead in our organization. And with all the years that you've been in construction, can you talk a little bit about 
how things have changed since when you first got involved and how where we're at now in terms of construct uh in terms of diversity and inclusion oh good question brian i i'd say what i've seen um the most in my you know almost 30 years in our industry really has been this paradigm shift from uh being kind of reactive right to being proactive in the space and what i mean by that is i'd say early on you know, our response as an industry to, to, to diversity, equity, and inclusion it was really all around just responding to customers' requests and primarily public sector customers, right, in terms of we have goals on our projects and, you know, what are you going to do to meet those goals? And it really was kind of this, what I call kind of check-the-box exercise to just be like, okay, I just need to figure out a way to meet the goals for my customer to keep them happy, but really wasn't thinking about what are those programs really intended to do, right? And I, 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 I equate this to being focused on the how and not the why, right? About what, what's the intent behind those. And so what I've seen over the years has been a shift from just the mechanics of the how to people being interested in the why and what we're doing and being more intentional about developing relationships <laughs> with uh, diverse businesses, kind of meeting them where they are, realizing that what we're attempting to do and what we want to do is help them grow and develop versus just being able to say, I met a goal. So I, I'd say that that's the biggest shift I've seen in our industry in the years I've been here. Yeah. And can you talk about, we often talk about diversity, inclusion, you know, it's the right thing to do and it's a good thing to do to be more diverse, but obviously there's a business case for it as well when everybody's competing for workers and for the best and brightest talent. Can you touch on that a little bit? I mean, absolutely. You you hit it right on the head. I mean, it's really a business imperative. If, if you really are, as an industry, as an organization, expect to be competitive in, in your marketplace, uh, when you think about the pool uh, of workers that, that exist, that, that really is going to be your pool, uh, you need to be thinking about your strategies to be recruiting and retaining uh, a diverse group of, of individuals to work for you, because that's that's the pool of workers that we're all drawing from. So to be able to get that talent, you have to be showing that you have a welcoming and opening environment, that you have a belonging environment, that folks can be their true authentic selves when they come uh, to work for you. And so uh, with, without all of those you know, mechanisms in place, you're going to struggle as an organization to, to, to get people in the door and to retain them. And so uh, that's that's the lens you all need to be, op- we all need to be operating in and under right now these days, given the war for talent, given, um, you know, just the shortage of labor we're hearing across all spectrums, right, across all industries. Um, so you're spot on, Brian, about that need to realize it, it's more than just, it's the right thing to do. It's a business imperative for you to stay competitive and for you to be able to, to grow and advance your, your organization. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about Construction Inclusion Week. Um, I understand, first of all, that Mortensen's Dan Johnson is a co-chair of the event this year. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Um, DPR is the chair. We are the co-chair, so Dan's the co-chair, uh, and we will we will be the chair next year of the event. Um, and so okay. it is. It's a week long uh, effort um, to just really have our industry be more open and willing to have conversations around DEI, right? Around where we are as an industry, where individual organizations are. And so uh, this week, is, which is next week, the 17th through the 21st, is really just meant to do that, to help us 
as an industry, just be more open, be willing to have conversations, be willing to be comfortable being uncomfortable in these conversations and, and, and realizing where your organization is is not where you need to stay, but it's your starting point and be willing to, to take baby steps uh, to move the needle in your organization, which then will move the needle in our industry as a whole. Great. And what can I understand there will be, first of all, like 500,000 people participating, which is pretty amazing. And uh, on 5,000 different project sites nationwide. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that works logistically? Sure. Um, so the way the way Construction Inclusion Week works is it really is we have developed um, content, curriculum, and other resources for organizations to just utilize throughout the week. There are there are daily themes each day, Monday through Friday next week for the conversations and the resources and the activities and events to be around. And so when you talk about the 500,000, the 5,000, uh, uh, those numbers, it, it really it is about all of the different organizations who have registered to say they're going to participate during the week. And so they will be having conversations and activities and events within their office. They will be having those same type of toolbox talks and things on their job sites. And so when you just think about the totality of almost 3,000 companies who have registered, um, what that will look like over the week. Excellent. And it looks like there will be different themes on each day of the week, starting with commitment and accountability on Monday, then belonging, supplier diversity, workforce culture, and finally, community engagement. Um, so really well-rounded curriculum there. And uh, tell me a little bit more about that and just kind of what People might uh, what people might learn on different days and 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 how it will uh, benefit them. Sure, uh, I'd say you know we were intentional about about the themes for each day so that there was uh, content. You know, I think across all avenues, right, Brian. Um, mm-hmm. You know, commitment and accountability really is talking about the fact that it's not just top down who needs to be invested in this in this work and in this conversation. That it really is. Um, all of our responsibility. And so that that day just really talks about that, about how can you as an individual within your organization lean, lean in and lead in this space and, and, and hold yourselves and others in your organization uh, accountable. So tools and resources to just help you do that. Um, belonging really is about is about is about your environment and how you can ensure that all the folks who have come from different backgrounds feel like they belong in your organization and feel like that they can really be their true and authentic self. So again, resources, toolbox talks, office talks, videos um, to help you have those conversations, uh, be able to, to have activities to just spur that conversation about what does belonging mean and, and how does it show up in your organization? Uh, supply diversity is just that, talking about you know, why is it important for us as an industry to have a diverse vendor pool and, and how do we help expand that, grow that, help those firms grow? So 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 just things around that. There's a there's a video um, about, between uh, a majority firm and a minority firm talking about what that looks like, um, what good looks like, what being an ally in that space looks like. So, again, it's just like I said, all of those those tools and resources to to help firms, regardless of where they are on the spectrum, understand what we what we what we mean by all these things, and then how they can lean in wherever they are and 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 start some movement in the organization. 
Great. And how did you personally become involved in this? And what's your role in Construction um, Inclusion Week? Um, so I, I am, am kind of Morton's rep, one of Morton's representatives on on the steering committee that mm. that 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 plans the entire week that uh, develops all the content, talks about what the days are going to be, uh, helped um, with, uh, with identify the consultant, do the website. And so it's really just part of the planning team that plans uh, and executes construction inclusion week is my role. Okay. And it sounds like it's been really popular that the participation is double what it was last year. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, it's almost, it's yeah, um, almost more than double. We had about 1200 mm-hmm. firms who, who registered last year and we wow. were at 2,900 and growing um, so far. So it, it, it has definitely resonated with um, organizations and businesses in our industry, which we think is a wonderful thing knowing that, um, um, that the conversation needed to take place. And I think what we, what we find a lot is folks don't know kind of how to start. So then you kind of don't start. And so what we saw this as was a way to help our industry, help organizations start the conversation. And so we are really extremely pleased uh, about the response we got last year inaugurally and definitely this year, uh, knowing then that it is resonating and, it, and, it, and there definitely is a need um, for, for all of this resource in, the, in this information that we're providing to our industry. Okay. And how can people participate uh, and, and learn more about this? So we have a website, constructioninclusionweek.org. Um, I think one, um, where all of the information is there. It, 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 it gives you the content for each day. There is a, there is a, a, a DEI maturity assessment that you can take to determine kind of what level of the content you should be, you should be engaging at. Um, the daily videos are posted there and all this additional resource. And so firms really can sign up to participate, can get access to all of the content to really just start to have um, conversation within the organization to do some of the activities. There's facilitators guides. So we've, we've provided all of the, the, the information so that folks don't feel like they have to you know, go figure out where to start. We've, we've provided all of that for them. Like I said, it starts uh, Monday morning. Uh, it's the first day. Um, there will be a, a kickoff video from all of the six CEOs from you know who are the six founding companies of Construction Inclusion Week, um, and then and then activities and events um, for companies to to participate in in their in their offices and on their project sites. Okay, and were you involved in last year's event? I was. Yeah. So we we're one of the you know one of the six founding uh, firms, and so I was on the steering committee, the planning committee last year also. Okay. Did you get a lot of good feedback from folks who participated? We did. We got a lot of, of feedback in terms of, I think, just the resources that we provided, right? Um, just uh, uh, in terms of how companies can start to have the conversation, Brian, right? To, um, to lean in, I think, for them to be able to have conversations in their offices, for them to be able to have conversations on their job sites. So I think the, the, what we call the, the table talks, the toolbox talks, just all of that information uh, and resources that we provided was, was very well received. Uh, I think one of the things we did, we heard last year and we tried to implement this year was a little more kind of like live events. And so we have we, we, we've hosted a couple leading up to Construction Inclusion Week. Um, there'll be there'll be, a, be several this this week across the country. Um, but but we, it was it was very positively received. And we think by, again, all of the firms that have registered this year, almost 3,000, definitely says that uh, folks are excited uh, about this year's uh, Construction Inclusion Week also. 
Well, great. It sure sounds like there's a lot of value and learning opportunities there. So this is pretty exciting and hopefully it'll continue on for, for years to come. That That is the hope to, for it to continue on, for it to, for, for it to evolve, um, you know, potentially to, to become kind of a conference as opposed to just, you know, uh, kind of go get materials and do things uh, on your own uh, individually. And so, yeah, our, our plan is to, uh, for next year to, to, to create, you know, better content for, for, for firms, potentially uh, regional events so that there can be some more in-person and folks be able to convene together and have conversations uh, across organizations as opposed to just within your organization. So the intent yeah, is for this to be an ongoing um, effort uh, and initiative for our industry. Wonderful. Well, good luck with the event. And do you have any parting thoughts before I let you go? I think the only thing I would it say it's it, it, it from you know from an individual who's been in, involved in our industry for thirty years, um, who's been part of this planning committee since you know we decided to to have this event. It really is uh, heartwarming to just see um, the level of engagement in our industry for this event, and so it really does speak uh, about firms really wanting to to lean into this work, lean into this space. Uh, and make a difference, make our, our industry be even that much more welcoming uh, to individuals who historically haven't been part of our industry, to individuals who look more like me, right? Uh, and so so that, that, that feels good to know that that what we thought would, would resonate is resonating and resonating on the scale that it is, Brian. Wonderful. Well, again, good luck. Thank you again for, for joining us. Thank you right, for I... your interest in it. Bye. Bye.